What is up? Welcome to another goddamn sports podcast. And here we are, NFL Week 12. Uh, now, these last few weeks, it's been a little choppy, I'm not going to lie. Uh, most of it has to do with, you know, kind of what I've talked about previously where I feel due to the added week this year, uh, some teams in the midseason have... Not that they're taking it easy, uh, but just the wear and tear of the season has started to get to them, all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, some some of it is injuries. Some of it is, like I said, I just think it's that midseason lull for a lot of these teams. Uh, and we'll see if that continues here in Week 12 or if, you know, we start to see some of these teams that were appearing a little more dominant start to pull away or if we'll see some of those uh, teams that are kind of middle of the pack right now start to... Uh, catch up to them and make the playoff picture a little more muddy. Now, that happened a little bit on Thursday due to the Raiders beating the Cowboys. And this is the thing that's interesting about Dallas right now. I kind of feel that they are a team, and I don't think they're the only one, uh, but they're a team that's kind of ravaged by injuries right now. Um, and if they're not at 100% with all their starters, it doesn't seem like they have very much depth behind those guys that lineup uh at the beginning of the year um i say that you know they didn't have cd lamb and they didn't have amari cooper uh but i felt that they were still going to be able to pick up the win against vegas and that didn't quite happen um so like i said i just kind of feel like the cowboys for that team uh the other games uh to me they were results that i figured would happen i figured chicago would beat detroit and kind of figured that uh, Buffalo would beat New Orleans, both both of which happened in that while <laughs> that Chicago-Detroit game was definitely close, came down to the wire. Uh, we saw Matt Nagy put up the win, and regardless of all the rumors about him losing his job after, regardless of the outcome, uh, it hasn't happened yet. So we'll see we'll see what happens with him throughout the rest of the year. Uh, but let's just get into these Sunday games. Starting off, we got the Steelers and the Bengals. Uh, a big AFC North matchup, but again, these are two teams that, to me, they have, you know, kind of bit by the injury bug a little bit. Not that it's anything that serious, but one where both of these teams, it kind of feels like some of the major players could be injured at any time, and that would be obviously be detrimental to them. Uh, that being the case... I think Cincinnati is going to end up pulling this one out. Uh, I think they have a better defense. And put Pittsburgh, too, missing a couple of key players. Joe Hayden and Eric Ebron are the two that stand out the most to me. I uh, just think with those guys in the lineup, they're a different team, a little more formidable. And for that reason, you have to go Cincinnati. Next up, we got the Buccaneers and the Colts. And this is actually a much bigger game than I think a lot of people are going to uh, pitch it as. Uh, Indianapolis, in my opinion, kind of surging a little bit here towards the second half of the season. Uh, they're one of those teams I think are going to be trying to make a push for one of those last playoff spots. And they're coming up against Tampa Bay at a time that is kind of advantageous for Indianapolis. Antonio Brown's going to be out. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are... They're, they say they're going to play, but they were kind of started off the week as questionable. So... Who knows what kind of condition that they're going to really be in to show up in. Uh, and as I've said before, I kind of believe in Carson Wentz. I think that he is playing really well this year, regardless of whatever narrative is in the media about him. I say that because he had that game where he threw those two interceptions, uh, one very costly into the end zone. 
and I just remember all the analysts calling on the guy, calling him the idiot and the doofus and saying that his throw was really stupid. And maybe it was for that one game, but man, the guy's having a hell of a year. And I think that it's bad to just discount that because he's had a couple where he had one costly turnover in one game, really. I'd say he's only got three picks for the whole year. And two of them were in that same game. I think it was against Tennessee, if I remember correctly. Uh, but regardless, I think the guy is having a good year here in Indianapolis. And I actually am going to pick the Colts to win this game. I think that uh, Tampa Bay, it, it kind of struggles when a lot of the receivers are on a questionable status. I guess is the best way to put it. I say, obviously, Antonio Brown's out. But with uh, Chris Goblin and um, Mike Evans being questionable, you got to wonder how are they going to be when it comes to game time. Um, and for that reason, I'm just going to go with Indiana. They're also playing in Indianapolis. And uh, the Colts, I think, have proven to be a very tough team at home. Uh, and some of their wins, too, have been in overtime against some of these really top-ranked teams. So I'm going with Indy here uh, on the, I guess it would be a quote-unquote upset today. Next game, we got the Dolphins and the Panthers. Uh, this is one of those games that's going to be tough because they're two kind of bad teams uh, going at it here. And that can be hard to choose because it depends who's going to be worse. That, that's normally the question to me. Who's going to be worse that day when they show up? Um, this one, though, I think I'm going to go with Carolina. I just have a feeling, you know, Cam is in there. He's kind of got a, a little spark into the offense a little bit. Uh, I'm not necessarily a big Cam Newton fan, especially since he's come back. I think he's been kind of just annoying. Uh, like the first game he was back in, he ran that touchdown and he takes his helmet off and looks in the camera and starts saying, I'm back, I'm back. All right, man. Uh, that's fine. You, you came for that one play, you scored a touchdown, a game you didn't even start in that your team was happening to win. And then last week when you did start, you lost. So you're going to have to step up and win some games in order for really anybody to think like, oh, look, it's Cam Newton, a scary guy to be back in the lineup now. Uh, now, this is a game, like I said, I think that they are going to end up winning. But it's against the Miami Dolphins, who aren't very good in the first place. Um, I'm guessing two is going to start, but he's not been having a good year at all. Uh, and I think for that reason alone, I'm going to have to go with Carolina on this Next up, we got the Titans and the Patriots. And the Titans, to me, are just like the Cowboys. They're a team that, when they're at 100% with all their starters, they're a force to be reckoned with for sure. Uh, just a badass team. But that's not going to be the case. As a matter of fact, uh, Adam Schefter on his Twitter put out all the players that they're going to be missing, and it is quite a bit. Uh, they're not going to have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derek Henry, uh, Jeremy McNichols, which is another running back. Uh, two linebackers, David Long and Rashawn Evans. Offensive lineman, Nate Davis, and defensive lineman, Taylor Tartan. Uh, with all of those players missing, and with the New England Patriots being on a major push right now, and mostly because of that defense, let's be honest, that defense is formidable, um, and they are the main reason that they've been winning games, don't get me wrong. The offense has definitely had excuse me, have, has had to step up and put points on the board do all that kind of stuff. But if it wasn't for that defense, they wouldn't be in the position where they are now, where they're not just competing for the top of the AFC North, uh, your East rather, <laughs> but just the AFC overall. Uh, and again, just because the Titans are going to be missing so many players in this game, I'm going with them. 
Uh, next up, we got the Eagles and the Giants. Now, this is going to be a game we might see the Giants' offense at 100%. Uh, a lot of the players that they've been missing, let's uh, say they're going to play today. Now, Kyle Rudolph, I don't think he's going to be in. Um, they're also missing another tight end, Kate Smith. But Saquon Barkley says he's going to start. Uh, a couple of the receivers say they're going to be good to go. Uh, but I still don't think the Giants are just a very good team. Um, I think Philadelphia's offense has it together a little more. Uh, and the defense, when they show up and, and they play well, they tend to have good outcomes for themselves. Uh, this game, I'm going to go ahead and go to Philadelphia. I think they're going to end up winning. Next up, we got the Falcons and the Jaguars. And this is another one of those games that's a little tough to pick only because, to me, it's like, man, who's going to show up for the Falcons? Which Falcons team, I guess, is what I should say. Which Falcons team is going to show up? Is it going to be one that is competitive or is it going to be one that, you know, uh, <laughs> blows a 28-3 lead? <laughs> uh, Cordell Patterson listed as questionable. Um, Shaquille Griffin is going to be out for the Jaguars. Uh, this is one of those games where I'm just going to look at it talent-wise on each side of, of the ball and say, you know, I think Atlanta's going to win just because I feel like they have better players. Uh, and I think theoretically, technically, they should win just because of that. Uh, of course, anything can happen. We've already seen the Jaguars pull off ja that gigantic upset against Buffalo. Uh, and then, but that's one win. The only other win is against Miami. Uh, for that reason alone, I'm going to go with Atlanta here. Next up, we got the Jets and the Texans. Uh, another meeting of two Titans here. <laughs> two teams of two and eight, which again makes this a harder game to pick than most people would think. I, I would assume um, Tennessee coming off that giant win, or Houston rather coming off that giant win against Tennessee, uh, and they got Tyrod Taylor's back in the lineup. Now, the, I've been saying I think that Houston is a different team when he is there. Uh, and, you know, he came back a couple weeks ago, and I think it probably took a couple weeks for him to find his groove again. But for that reason, I, I'm going to go with Houston. I think that they're going to end up beating New York. Uh, and I think, you know, the defense uh, for Houston, I, in my opinion, is pretty damn good. I think they're going to be able to keep the Jets out the end zone. But I also could see this as a time for Houston's offense to start uh, clicking again and maybe putting up some more points on the board. Next up, we got another divisional matchup, AFC West, Chargers and the Broncos. Uh, this is a pretty big game here. Um, they're going to be playing uh, in Denver. Um, and Denver, you know, it's one of those teams where it's interesting sometimes when they lose a, a player that you think, oh, wow, this is like one of the top players and it's going to be detrimental to the team. Uh, they start to play a little bit better. Um, saying that, obviously, about Von Miller, uh, it's interesting since he's left. I feel like the Broncos have actually been playing a little bit better. Well, maybe it's just that they've gotten some bigger wins than I would think they would get uh, when he was, or if he wasn't on the team. Um, and the Chargers, too, they've been kind of hit or miss this year. Uh, I thought at the beginning of the year they were going to end up being a team that started to kind of ascend towards the upper echelon of the AFC. I'm not quite sure that that's going to happen for them quite yet. Um, they might need a few more pieces. I haven't really watched any Chargers games to know what they might be missing. Uh, but I think that they will end up winning this game. I think LA is going to pull it out. Uh, they're going to improve 7-4 and keep trying to push towards that one of those final playoff spots. Next up, we got a gigantic matchup with the Rams and the Packers. Uh, 
this is a huge one, let's be honest. Um, Packers, too, they got a few injuries. Uh, they're going to be playing in Green Bay, which is obviously gigantic for the Packers. Um, but, they, like I said, they got a couple injuries. They got a couple pieces on the defense uh, that are either doubtful or questionable. Um, and the Aaron Jones, too, is questionable. Now, to say that they're looking to have him play today, but I think he's going to be kind of a final game time decision. They're going to wait till pregame warm-up, see what it feels like then, uh, and then decide whether or not they're going to put him on the field. Uh, and two, I mean, when I look at this, you know, the Rams are coming off two losses in a row. Uh, they're obviously they're going to want to bounce back, but I think Green Bay is going to be a hard team to do it against. Um, I've said before, I feel that the Green Bay defense has been playing a lot better than they have in past years. Uh, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with LA here. I think that Matt Stafford is going to come out uh, wanting to prove prove his point. And I mean. He used to play Green Bay, you know, two times a year when he was with Detroit until this year, obviously. But, you know, he's still playing them here. Uh, I think he's going to know quite a bit about them. I think he's going to be able to help inform maybe the defense about, you know, what Green Bay likes to do and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think the Rams are going to end up pulling out the gigantic one this year. Next up, we got the Vikings and the 49ers, two teams of 500. Um, and, I mean, even though they're at 500, I feel like they have the potential to climb into a playoff spot still. So, again, uh, both these teams are definitely going to want to win. Um, they're going to be playing in uh, San Francisco. And it's not necessarily that I think that matters so much with these two teams. Um, I think when I look at what's been happening lately, I mean, San Francisco had that win against the L.A., uh, but then they beat Jacksonville last week, which is not anything to write home about, I think we all would think at this point. Uh, but Minnesota's coming off two wins against Green Bay and the LA Chargers. Uh, two pretty big wins for them. Um, for that reason, I think I'm going to go with Minnesota. I, yeah, you know, it's one of those things, too, where when I look at how the season been playing out, they started off kind of horrible. And while they're only at 500 right now, uh, they've really been putting in a huge push over the last, like, month or so. Uh, in their last five games, they're, you know, three and two. Their two losses coming to Baltimore and Dallas. But like I said, I think those two wins against the Chargers and Green Bay are pretty huge wins for them. Um, I just think their offense clicks a little better. Uh, so I'm going to go with Minnesota here. Next up for the evening game on Sunday, we got the Browns and the Ravens. Huge divisional matchup. Uh, but one to me that... Uh, to, the Cleveland is kind of, it's not that they're regressing. Uh, they're one of those teams where they're getting bit by the injury bug a lot. And while I know a lot of their players are trying to push through, like Baker Mayfield, I guess, needs to have surgery on his shoulder. Uh, that's never a good thing for a team, uh, especially coming into a divisional matchup in a division that's very physical, very tough, and where teams get after each other real hard all the time. Uh, I think Baltimore is going to end up pulling this one out. Um, but it should be an exciting game just on the competitive aspect of it. Uh, you know, these two teams are going to want to go out there and there's bad blood between them a little bit. Now, I mean, there's bad blood between any of the teams in the AFC North for the most part. Uh, so this game should at least be very exciting, if nothing else. Um, but I'm going Baltimore. And then on Monday night, we got the Seahawks and the Washington football team. Uh, this is going to be... You know, 
these teams, they're not, they don't have good records. You know, Seattle sitting at three and seven, Washington sitting at four and six. I don't think either of these teams think they're going to make the playoffs or have any type of playoff aspirations. Um, but that being said, and you know, this is one of those interesting things too because Washington, I feel they've been actually performing better since Chase Young went out uh, towards ACL, so he's out for the year. Um, but like I said, I feel like they've actually been playing better since he has been forced out with that injury. And I'm actually going to go with them this week. I think Washington is going to end up beating Seattle. Um, they're playing... Uh, I think they're playing in D.C. That's going to give them a little bit of advantage. But like I said in previous weeks, too, I'm not sure that, you know, Russell Wilson is really back to 100% as far as, like, clicking with the offense and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, we seem to be back half, in my opinion, is kind of taking a step back this year. Uh, I don't feel like he has really done that much. Um, Tyler Lockett, I think, is, is Russell's kind of favorite target right now. Uh, but I would need to see more performances from DK Metcalf in order to feel real confident picking Seattle right now. Uh, and I mean, this could be the team that he ends up kind of quote unquote coming back against them. Uh, really, what I mean when I say that is, excuse me, it's his best chance to get some yards, get some points, and, and start to do better and step up and perform a lot better than he has been lately. Uh, but either way, I still think Washington's going to end up pulling out the win. That's going to be it for this week. As always, thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, share and subscribe, and I'll catch y'all later.